Welcome to another episode of the Hot House Transplants podcast. I am your host, Matt Duffy. If you haven't already, you can follow us on Facebook. Check out the website at hothousetransplants.com for all of our content. And of course, join us for each episode wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, hi. Hi. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Sorry about that. Welcome. Welcome okay. to the podcast. Yeah, go ahead. Daughter wants to get her school books so she can work on her school in her room. <laughs> yep. That's that's one of the fun things about the uh, interviewing people that are homeschooling still. It's yeah. like I can see on the whiteboard behind you, there's you know, there's always yeah. so much going on. So <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's get into this. So I I uh, I intentionally try to not ask any questions before I get to do the interviews, and okay. the reason is because I I really enjoy the process of asking questions and and learning about what you're sharing at the time you're sharing it. Okay. So I sort of didn't preemptively ask anything. I I don't know anything about uh, your life other than what you wrote in this book. Right. Which- 30 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) I still have my book over here. (laughs) It's yeah, it's 20, 26 years now. So, um, but what I've been doing is I've been asking people in the beginning, maybe just share a little bit of a snapshot of what it was like to grow up in the world of homeschooling. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, just the freedom of being able to, you know, just plan my own day. Um, if my mom and dad wanted to go out or my family, I should say, go out for vacation or, you know, if we just wanted to take a day off, we could, we weren't constrained by, you know, the school system's schedule at all. Just do it. And then if we needed to catch up, we could just catch up the next day or the next week to stay on schedule for our schooling. I liked that freedom. And, and I think in the in the original story, you guys didn't start out homeschooling, though. You started out, I think, doing public school. And I think it was. Um, your... Yeah, it was school at first. OK. Yeah. And it was around uh, the fourth grade, maybe that yeah. something changed. You're, and you guys decided that you were going to try to homeschool, I think, for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was hard for my mom. She she actually fought it. She had to uh, really pray about it. And she felt like she wouldn't be able to really do it. Cause it was really new back then. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, she just prayed about it and decided that she would give it a shot. And the way she did that is she, um, ordered curriculum, like the full curriculum. Um, but then she, she, we started like before the school year would have started. So like the summer before, and then, um, sort of like a trying it out trial thing. Um, and we all loved it. In fact, my siblings joined in cause you know, they thought it sounded fun too. So, um, yeah, we loved it during the summer and then we just continued up for the rest of that year and the rest of our school through high school. So, and we actually continued doing, we, we did a little bit ahead. I think if I remember right, we did a little bit ahead so that, you know, our school year was kind of a little bit shifted, I guess you could say (laughs) than a normal school year. That, That sounds about right. Most homeschoolers tended to to offset the year either by getting ahead or, or by doing it in a sort of a different system than the, the, the regular mm-hmm. public school was doing it. Yeah. So you had, how many, how many siblings did you guys have, or do you have now? Um, I had an older brother and two younger sisters. Okay. 
And so do you know, like, did you ever talk with your parents about what it was specifically that made them want to do homeschooling yeah, versus, it was what, versus what they were doing <laughs> in the public school? It was me because I, um, I was actually having trouble in the, uh, the school that we were in. Um, I, if I remember right, we had just changed to a different Christian school cause we had moved and, um, I was having trouble keeping up with my homework and I was kind of labeled a certain way in my school. And so I kind of went with that label. My relationship with my parents was going downhill and with my siblings. And oh. so, um, they decided, I don't know, I don't remember where they heard about homeschooling, but they decided they would, that might be a good way to kind of gear me back into a good schooling um, habits, I guess you could say, because um, my grades were going downhill too. So um, they decided to try it because of me. <laughs> and my, my siblings wanted to try it too, because they, they, they heard about it and they, my mom was telling about it. And um, they said it sounded like something fun. They didn't want to miss out, I guess. <laughs> I think I think you said you were on the fourth grade. So uh -huh. this would have been middle, middle, late 80s, mid 80s. Yeah. Something okay. like that. Yep. Yeah, it would have been it's pretty new. So when you guys pulled out, I know you'd mentioned that one of the issues that you were struggling with was you were shyer. And yeah, so your teacher was sort of perceiving that negatively instead mm -hmm. of just maybe she's a little bit quieter, a little bit shyer. And was, yeah. was that one of the big things that the way that they was. were responding to you then made it more uncomfortable, difficult for you? Yeah, it was difficult for me. And because of the labels they put on me, I was kind of, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy type of a thing. Okay. I was yeah, yeah. doing what they said I was, <laughs> which wasn't really me because it, it didn't, I didn't start having that attitude until we started going to that newer school. Okay. So my, my parents want to nip it in the bud. <laughs> so then you, they started because of you. Then everybody else joined into it. Mm -hmm. and, and at then... that point, it was just my older sister and my closest younger sister. Because my okay. younger younger sister, she wasn't in school yet. So I think she was like uh, maybe three or four at that point. So do you remember? And, and I know it's some of the questions. It's tough because it, we're, we're all getting older. Do you ha do you remember? how people around you responded to you and the family when you guys began to homeschool. And this would be, you know, neighbors or friends or people from your church. Do you remember yes. any of the responses that you were getting from people? Well, I know that my close cousins, we, we have cousins on my mom's side that are very close. Like some people even thought that my cousin that was next to me in age was my twin sister because we oh, hung okay. out all the time. And I do remember that they decided to start homeschooling at the same time we did. And I think it was because we started it. And I think they, they were like, oh, that sounds interesting. Let's, let's try it too. Um, but I don't know like if there was anything going on in their family that pushed them to try it too. So I don't know. But I do remember that it was cool that they were homeschooling as well because then we would do things together. Yeah. Um, I don't remember like my school friends really saying anything. Cause I don't think I really had any contact with them much after I started homeschooling. Cause my contact with them was basically at school. Okay. Um, as far as like church friends, 
uh, so long ago. I don't, I don't remember there being any kind of stigma against me or for me for that matter. <laughs> Just, you know, oh, you're homeschooling now. That's, I, I, I suppose they would think that was weird and new because it was so new back then, but I don't, I didn't have, I don't remember any feelings of it being uh, weird for, for me. Yeah. And, and not everybody does. It was interesting because that some, some people, when they started it, there was a distinct response from mm. even, even sometimes their own family, their grandparents, mm. their neighbors, their friends, church, you know, it really depended on the kind of context they found themselves. Yeah. And then some, yeah, it was just sort of seamless. It, it was no big shock. Um, yeah. So I know there was a, when I started homeschooling my kids, my in-laws were kind of they gave me clues that they weren't too happy about me deciding to do that. <laughs> you okay. know what I mean? <laughs> they, they never outright said, don't do that. But I could tell by the questions that they were asking me that they were unsure of whether that's a good idea. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. Cause I want to, okay. uh, there's what, what really fascinates me is sort of um, the, the sort of relational impacts along the story. And that's one of them that I, I'm always curious about how if if you guys decide to homeschool, then what are the responses that you get? So that's going to be interesting. Um, the So I'm curious, you know, along the homeschool route that once all you and your siblings were all doing it together. Yeah. Can you describe what were some of the things that you guys did? Like, what did an average day look like for you guys as it went along? And, I, and I'm primarily thinking of maybe high school and under or junior high and under those kind of time okay. frames? Uh, well, my parents were schedule heavy, if you know okay. what that means. But like um, before we started that year, my mom would you know go through all of the books very carefully, um, scheduled the whole entire year out. And then um, sometimes she would do some of the reading right before we would do that lesson so that she was completely prepared for each lesson. <clears throat> and so we had, you know, each day of the week, we had a schedule as far as you do this many pages in this subject, this many pages in this subject, and so on. Um, so the day was planned out. So you would get up and she, through high school, she didn't really schedule, okay, you have to do it at this time of day and this time of day. It was more of these are the subjects you have to finish during the day. Or even sometimes it was during the week, you have to get this much done because she would schedule it for Monday. But that just meant it had to be done sometime during that week. Um, so we would decide, okay, we would get up in the morning and do the subjects that we wanted to do in whatever order we would want to do it. But then we also were quite involved in other activities. Like we were in swimming, I was in gymnastics, we were in Awana, which is a youth group that, you know, you do a lot of Bible memory. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else were we, were we in? Um, I was in flute. Um, I was involved in an orchestra. Um, it was called Yosak Youth Orchestra of Southern Alameda County. Um, this was yeah. uh, I Illinois. No, we were living in California at that time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. My homeschooling was all in California. <laughs> okay. How funny. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we that... were very. We had a very full schedule. Um, there was never a moment of dead time, really. So it sounds like she, she did a little bit kind of like what my mom did, which is they came up with the whole plan, put the schedule together, told you what you needed to do, but then she gave you freedom 
yes. to approach it how you guys wanted. So you had the freedom if you wanted get through everything in a couple of days. Yep. So that you didn't have to do it on Thursday or Friday, let's say, or something like that. You, right. you had a lot of autonomy. Right. I mean, and some subjects we could do all all of that week in one day because it was yep. an easy subject. Other subjects, there's no way we would have been able to do it all in one day. Like, you know, we were in uh, Saxon math. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those took, you know, hours to finish one lesson. Oh, yeah. So I think if I remember right, I did that first, the first thing and during the day because I wanted to get it out of the way. So I would have the rest of the day to, you know, do as much as I could on the other subjects. But the, the afternoons were filled with other activities like the swimming and, you know, flute and gymnastics and stuff. So how did you guys connect up with those mm-hmm. extracurricular activities? Were these through the city, through uh, yeah, the schools or, or how um, did you find church, those? Yeah, the church had the Awana program. Okay. And then um, Yosak was with, I think it was the, with the college that was nearby. I don't know if it was Cal State or I can't remember which college it was, but um, and then um, there was a community um, community center in our area that did the gymnastics. And my my cousin was with me in the gymnastics and in the swimming. The swimming was with a, a, a local school in the area. So I don't I really actually don't know how my parents got involved with those. I don't know if they called them and said, hey, can we join our, our homeschool kids in this or how they went about it but that's where they were at <laughs> so did did you guys also do i guess what i would call a group class did you get together with other groups of homeschool kids and do topics with them maybe taught by another parent um for yeah since we were in california there were california laws that you had to be involved in a certain number of hours per week in a um i guess certified school so um, I think they were called umbrella schools. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was a Christian school that was nearby that um, we would often, like every Friday, we would attend chapel in the morning. And then I think we also did a Latin uh, class at that school. That, that sounds week. like something a homeschool family would do is do a Latin yeah. class. <laughs> yeah. To pick one, let's do Latin. I hear that <laughs> right. a lot. That's fun. Well, you know that my mom has Latin and Greek cu- curriculum for homeschoolers. She writes I, it. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I have to, okay, what, just because I have to look this up because my mom probably knows that. What's It's um, called Greek and stuff. And hey, Andrew, okay. teach me some Greek. I'll have to, my, my mom knows all this stuff probably. And I always, I always find it fat. She, she always likes to hear some of those things and then she can go, Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. That, that connection is there. She probably even yeah. has it on her website for all I know. So, yeah. And the Latin one is called, let's see. I think it's Latin's not so tough. And hey, Andrew, teach me some Greek. What it is. Latin's not so tough. Yeah. I like that. That's fun. I'll have to, I'll have to look that up. Cause. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I think she might've started it right. Uh, she started writing it shortly after we started homeschooling. Okay. Why Greek? Do you guys have sort of a Greek heritage? No, it's it's Koine Greek, biblical Greek. Oh, oh, okay. All right, that makes more yeah. sense now. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so you 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 didn't necessarily have what I was thinking originally of like a group class where you're getting together with homeschoolers at another homeschooler's house in that context. You were going to you know, a school there, and doing it. Yeah, there was that. that you know. I have memories of going to, I don't, 
I think it was like maybe once a month, there was like a group of homeschoolers that would get together and meet at different churches. It's not always the same church and do like a meeting, like present a poem or present a piece of piano music or, you know, okay. some type of presentation type of thing to a group of homeschool families. Oh, okay. Cool. I have memories of that, but I don't know how often we did it. Okay. I'm thinking it was month, once a month. Yeah. And I, like I said, it's, going back is tough <laughs> these are it's a lot of things to like dig pull and it out of the file <laughs> yeah yeah so then i guess moving into sort of the high school age i'm curious how as you guys and i guess it'd be mostly maybe maybe you and you said you had an older brother is that right mm -hmm. and then you had a uh, two younger sisters yeah as you were getting into high school did you have this sense of um looking ahead at life whether it was college or beyond. And and do you have this sense of, uh, I, I'm feeling like I'm prepared for what's coming ahead? Or did you have this sense of, um, I'm, I'm not sure how this is all going to work out? For my part, I can't really speak about my, my brother and sisters, but for my part, I felt I was very ready for college, probably even more ready than um, most children going into college because my mom was very strict about following, you know, finishing each book that we went through. And I knew from, you know, friends that I would talk to that sometimes they did not finish their books in school. Sometimes they would only get like halfway through. And um, yeah, so, and plus I already had the experience of, because my mom gave us a schedule, but then let us kind of do it on our own. We were very independent by high school. Yeah, I had the experience of being independent. And so I felt like, going into college was just kind of an extension of homeschool in a way because the teacher would give you assignments and you would do them on your own time. Yeah. Um, the only thing that was a really big change was sitting in a classroom and taking notes. But I mean, that was not hard for me to do because I took notes in church. <laughs> so it was really, you know, kind of the same yeah. as that. So. so then during, during high school, did you, did you end up finishing earlier and then starting college earlier or did you guys kind of follow the routine of, you know, get through a 17, 18 years old, graduate and then look at college? My brother graduated a year earlier than um, most kids, you know, a younger age, because when he was in actual school, they had to jump in the head of grade because he was bored to death. Yeah. Okay. So my mom. Yeah. My mom just kept him at that um, higher grade when we went through homeschooling. So he graduated early. I graduated on time. And I think my sisters did too, if I remember right. Yeah. And it's interesting. That's, that's exactly, you just, I mean, you just brought up one of those big points, which is if somebody is dealing with school and they are bored because maybe intellectually, they're just ready for more of a challenge. It's tough to move them on. And homeschooling does give a little bit more freedom to say, yeah, let's as hard as you want to go as fast as you want to go anything you want to learn, let's just mm -hmm. let you devour it and go. Oh, that yeah. Place. So that's, that's a neat, that's one of the things I love about homeschooling. Absolutely. And you can just, you can decide which subjects to do that. And you don't have to skip a whole grade. Yeah. You can just zoom ahead in one grade and then maybe even stay behind in another grade. I have some students that are needing a little bit more um, learning before they move on yeah. to the next grade on just a certain subject. So so it sounds like was as you approached college and as well, 
and this is, I guess, more of a relational social question is, did, did you find it was difficult to have interaction or relationships with people outside of the context you'd grown up with, meaning people that maybe weren't Christians, people that were strangers, people that were Christians, but weren't homeschooled? Did, were you finding that there were complications with trying to build relationships with those kinds of people? Or did it, did it, was it pretty natural for you? Um, well, I am an introvert. So um, just naturally, it's harder for me to build close relationships. I have just a few very close friends and not a lot of semi-close friends. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I didn't, I didn't feel like that was unusual. Um, I guess the one thing that I think homeschooling probably affected me in college as far as relationally is when we would have classes that you had to do a group project on, it was really difficult for yes. me to, to do yeah. those group projects because I yeah. felt like I was having to rely on uh, other people's drive <laughs> to do a good job. Yeah. And I always wanted to do the best. And some of the people in the group didn't really care. <laughs> so I hated the fact that I had to rely on them for my grade. I wanted yeah. my grade to be my grade. I've heard that same comment a lot, not, not, not really from a lot of different people. I think a lot of us were very frustrated. That was one of the things I hated because you had yeah. to go and be really sociable and friendly with these perfect strangers just to accomplish something. And then that was it and you're done. But yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> it has its place. I, I can acknowledge that it has its place. So, I mean, um, yeah, it teaches you to have, you know, good team, team spirit type you know, attitude, but it just, I wanted, I wanted to be in charge of my grade. <laughs> yeah. Especially I think if, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're able to be focused and self-disciplined and, yeah. and driven, I think that really also adds to it because the, that doesn't seem to be as common in people that there seems to be less people driven and focused and self-disciplined. Self-discipline itself seems to be um, something people aren't as good at anymore. It's just not emphasized. And so I think when you are that, it can be more frustrating, especially because you're just you're going one. and you're, yeah. you know, um, so, I mean, in a, in a lot of those, a lot of those things, a lot of those questions are really, I'm trying to understand, you know, a lot of uh, the, the book originally was written because when we were all really in high school, there were, there were so many concerns that our lives were being destroyed, you know, that, yeah. Um, we were going to be incapable of functioning as real people, so-called that mm -hmm. we were going to be socially inept or incompetent and, um, mm -hmm. and, and our educations would be incomplete. We wouldn't be able to get a call. You know, there are a lot of, and so a lot of the book was written as a way to address some of those concerns. And so that's part of why I'm curious about those sort of fundamental questions is, yeah, did it destroy your life? Clearly no. And, um, in fact, a lot of people are, are shocked when they hear that I was homeschooled. Like, oh, well, you don't seem like a what I would think a homeschooled person would be like. <laughs> you know, I Do guess you get the response even now. Um, I would say it happened probably maybe a year ago. So yeah, oh, wow. recently. Okay. You know, just when they when they talk to me, I don't know if they have a picture in their mind of what a homeschooler would be already, and then I'm just a normal person, and so they're surprised that. I was homeschooled. I don't know what it is, yeah. but it's the, oh, you were homeschooled? I wouldn't have ever thought that, you know, type of a response. 
when so much has changed in the last couple of years with homeschooling and how people perceive it because of the lockdowns that it, it is interesting to find out what what do actually people think of when they hear homeschooling yeah and, and um where we are there's a lot of people say they homeschool but it's not what i grew up with with uh, as homeschooling it's it's um two day two day a week charter schools basically where they go two days mm. a week to okay. structured classes and then they have three days where they're at home and responsible and and I get it. That's just not my idea of homeschooling. That's a two-day yeah. week school, and and that's great. Yeah. It works really well. But it's so it's, the terminology is interesting nowadays because it's not the yeah. same thing for everybody. So yeah. there are a lot of think, different uh, ideas about it. Do you think media has a lot to do with uh, people's perception of homeschooling too? And the reason why I ask that is because I even now there's when there's homeschool mentioned in movies or shows or things like that. Often it's it's done in a way that is kind of looking down on homeschoolers or showing representing them as kind of retarded or you know not yeah. really all there <laughs> no i i do think that's correct i think a lot of um unfortunately i think it's become it, it's become almost weaponized yeah in a way to be said that if you homeschool i think they try to lump that in sometimes with your sort of anti-science your sort of right wing fringe thinking mm -hmm. your, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I do think that happens. I don't, it's interesting. I, I don't read a lot of newspapers. I like mm -hmm. listening to NPR once in a while because I enjoy hearing uh, what I would consider a different point of view that I don't usually mm -hmm. ever agree with, but I like to hear how they approach and think about things. And so that's yeah. why I'm saying from that perspective, what I would hear on an NPR show, it's usually framed that way as okay. you're kind of off your rocker a little bit people here and you're really only doing this because of these things. So yeah, um, yeah, I do think it does get a bad rap. Uh, unfortunately, because I think it, it's not fair and it's not. Yeah. And yeah. So, um, so in the college experience, it, was there anything that surprised you? Actually, let me back this up because did you, did you, when you went to college, did you go to a four year university or did you go to college, but you lived at home no, I never, I never did a dorm experience. Okay. I, yeah, I traveled because the college was very, very near. In fact, I rode my bike to the oh, college. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did anything surprise you about then your college experience that either you, you, you felt like, um, I guess, yeah, it was so either a surprise or something you just weren't ready for, or do you feel like it was a pretty sort of systematic process for you? Um, I didn't, I didn't remember feeling surprised, but like I said, my brother's a year ahead of me. So I probably hear, heard about his experiences with college and kind of had an idea of what it was like. Um, he did dorm, so that was a little bit different Okay. than my experience. Um, I honestly just didn't want to spend the money. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, I stayed home and I, that's why I rode my bike too, because I didn't want to spend the money on gas and car. And, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember there being necessarily surprised. I mean, it was different, obviously. I had to, you know, sit in a classroom that I was not used to sitting in a classroom for, you know, hours and taking notes and, but I felt like I was really well prepared for it. I didn't, you know, I got really good grades in college, so I didn't feel like it was a shock or anything. Just 
something different. <laughs> you know? Did you go into college having a sense of what you wanted to do beyond college? And I mean, um, not just like marriage, family, but also if you had a particular career or uh, uh, an industry or something that you were mm -hmm. thinking, man, I want to go to college and I want to do this because I would like to do this. Yeah. Um, out of high school, I was very interested in animals. So I was okay. thinking about veterinarian. Um, and then as I was working through some of the early classes in college, I kind of switched that over to, I want to draw animals. So <laughs> okay. yeah, I, um, I became an art major with okay. a music minor. Well, that's interesting because in, in your book, that was one of the things, but I think this was I don't think this was college, but you shared about uh, the the life drawing project yes. you had to do. But that mm -hmm. was when I that read was this, in college. I, that was college. Okay, yeah. see, I didn't know that. I thought maybe that was late high school. Yeah, that was that was one of my first college experiences. That actually was kind of shocking that they would <laughs> allow that type of thing in a classroom. That's interesting. I, I didn't realize that. <laughs> Was this a Christian college, a community no. college? No, it was a state college. It was okay. State I, they were, yeah. That's interesting. I, I, yeah, I didn't realize. I that. fought with. Okay. I remember feeling so nervous talking to the teacher about it. Like, look, I do not. I'm not comfortable with seeing that. I, I don't care if you give me a bad grade, but <laughs> this is how it's going to go. I am not going to attend that part of the class. If you want me to draw life drawing, they have to be clothed, and I will excuse myself when they just take everything off. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it sounds like, I mean, from what you wrote here, it, it worked out well. You got a great yes, grade in that class. I but did get a good grade. Yeah. What a challenge to stand up for something and risk. Yeah. Who knew what? So. Yeah. Wow. The students so, were happy with me either because they would see me leaving and they, I, 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 the looks on their faces were like, how come she gets to leave type of a look, you know? Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> But I, I still did figure drawing. I mean, it's fine. You you don't need to have skin showing in order to do a figure drawing. So. So then when you graduated, what did you end up doing? You you got an art degree or degree in art of some kind? Yes. Yeah. Fine art. And so what did you end up doing with that? Um, well, I got married very shortly after college. So I okay. didn't end up um, using that as a career, but I did still continue to use it. Um, I've done... Um, portraits of uh, grandparents and uh, youth pastor, um, pencil and pastel. And then um, in college, I also did other things besides drawing. I did fiber art type things like weaving. Um, uh, I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's when you stamp the, the fabric with uh, like a little stamp. I remember that one, but yeah. So, and then I, I don't know what happened, but I must have just really loved the fiber classes because then I started um, really getting into my knitting. I, I'm actually, that's what my business is now. I, I, I'm a designer for knitting patterns. So yeah, and that's, um, it's funny because when I was trying to figure out where everybody was after 20 something years, your yeah. Etsy site was how I first found you yeah. and knitting nicely. And it's so cool because yeah. my, my wife knits, well, she crochets, <laughs> but she knows how yeah. to knit too. And you have some really cool stuff on your site. So oh, that was the first time when I went, oh, here she is. Oh, my gosh. Look at all these incredible things. I have your site <laughs> open right now. I just it's oh. fascinating to me. So. Um, 
But now it makes sense that the art major continued on with, because this to me is distinctly art. So um, yeah, I try to use some of the things that I learned in my art classes and, you know, not just knit, but kind of incorporate some art into it. So. So then if, if I can ask, so you said you got married shortly after college. How did you or where did you meet your husband? Um, well, it was after we moved to Illinois. So my dad okay. was in. Yeah, my dad worked for the military. And so he got transferred. And um, so that's why we moved to Illinois. OK. And which was devastating because I did not know anybody in Illinois. <laughs> and it was right out of high school. So, um, no, it wasn't right out of high school. I had already taken a few classes in college in California, but yeah, it was still really difficult. So I had to transfer all my college classes to um, a college here. And I kind of, at that point, felt like I was just not going to meet anybody and not get married. Um, Because that was one of my goals. I wanted to be married and have children and have a family. Um, But then I went to... uh, Bible study at a community college that my sister was going to and met uh, my ex there. And um, yeah, we were married for about 15 years and had six kids. Okay. (laughs) I didn't know that you were divorced or anything like that. So I I try to make sure I'm not being insensitive, but I also try to make sure I just ask honest questions. So if I do ask something that you're uncomfortable answering, by the way, you, you can always just say that you prefer not to. It's totally oh, fine. Because really the goal for me, and I mentioned this before, but the goal for me is sort of that authentic, um, just what what is life like, you know, sort of stuff. Yeah. So, um, and and that includes the tough stuff. So, yeah. um, but whatever you're willing to share, but if you're not, totally fine. I just want you to know that. So, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so you met and then got married shortly after that. It's funny because my wife, did the same thing she was doing a teaching program when we got married and then she was going to do her she was going to do her teaching credential and i remember this conversation of saying why are you going to do the teaching credential because you're going to go through school we're going to have kids and then you're going to not do anything with it yeah so why why spend the time and money and so we didn't and it was a good decision i think at that point yeah i i actually wanted to get my college degree I just felt like that was an important thing for me to finish before I got married. So I graduated before we got married. And actually, honestly, it took me longer than, you know, the four years that normally takes to go through college. Um, But I think that's because I did so many different transfers Hmm. um, through my college. And every time you transfer, you lose some credits. So. Meaning you transferred from different, from college to college. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cal State here was first and then we moved here and then I went to uh, a state college here and then transferred to um, uh, Augustana College which is um, it's not a state college but it's I think a private college or something like that it's a Christian okay. college okay. Um, but yeah so every time I transferred it was another zing on my credits <laughs> yeah it's almost there and now I have to start that one again you know all over <laughs> so when um so when you guys were looking at getting married did you guys discuss if you you wanted to homeschool kids or not because you'd mentioned like your your in-laws weren't very in favor of it um how did those discussions go in the beginning 
Um, well, he knew that I was homeschooled and he okay. knew it was an important thing for me before we even got married. So okay. yeah, that was a definite thing that I was very strong on that I was going to homeschool my kids. Okay. So yeah. So no, no issue there. It was pretty seamless as far as that's going to be a part of who and what we are doing. Okay. Yep. When you, when you guys started to homeschool your kids, were there things that you specifically remembered from your own experiences that you either wanted to avoid or wanted to make sure that you incorporated into how you homeschooled your kids? That's a good question. Um, I definitely wanted to keep my mom's same um, insistence on finishing books. Okay. Like I felt like that was important. Like he, the person who wrote the curriculum wrote all of it for a reason. They didn't expect you to stop halfway, halfway through. Otherwise, they would have just written half of the book. <laughs> right. So I, I definitely wanted them to have that full understanding of that subject um, during that year. And I also kept the scheduling part of okay. my mom. I schedule out the whole year. Um, I did not keep the um, full activity schedule that my mom had um, for different reasons. Um, we lived in a smaller town, so it was harder to get mm. to the different places. It took a lot longer to get. Like it was about an hour sometimes drive to where those activities would be. Um, and then later on um, in my homeschool, I just didn't have the resources. So I couldn't involve my kids in a lot of activities like that. So. What I think you said, you have, you have six children? Yeah. Wow. And, and that, that complicates everything. Just the sheer number. We have three <laughs> and that alone is, is so much to try to get from place to place. And if you try to do you know, extracurricular things with each one, that's a 40 hour work week just transferring back. Really and forth. Is. Especially really if is. like you'd mentioned, if things aren't more accessible, you know, where the older ones, you can say, get on your bike and go to that and you're fine. You know? Yeah. No, nope, there was none that. of that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a lot. So as you, if I could ask, what's the, uh, what are your kids age ranges? So actually two of my kids are, um, I'll back it up. One of my kids is graduated. She's 20. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Um, and she actually has uh, her own business on Etsy as well. She makes little dragons, um, little figurine dragons. Do you know what the name is of her site? Yeah, it's um, Flamestroke Creations. Flamestroke? Hmm? That's awesome. I want to look at anything dragons, my kids. Oh. Adore. So I, have to, I, have to, <laughs> I have to look that up. Makes little, she makes birthstone ones is her, her latest thing. Um, and then my my next my oldest son she's oldest and then my son is 19 and he's working through um his senior year still okay um he had um he struggles a little bit with um communication and with reading and so he's taking a little bit longer to get through his high school but that's another plus of homeschooling is you can kind of go with what the child is ready for and you know um tailor it to them um and, and he, hopefully without any shame, because I think that was one of the things no. that kids heard a lot. You know, if you were struggling in an area, a lot of times in, in the other settings, you could really get just beat down with criticisms from, from yeah. your peers, and which is just heartbreaking yeah. to deal with. So yeah. good for him. Yeah. Good for we him. try to encourage him that, you know, keep on going on your schedule. I've got his schedule, you know, still going for him. 
keep going on your schedule, do as much as you can, you know, and you'll get through it. Just keep working on it. <laughs> you know? um, and then he also, he works for my, for my parents. He does um, some of the printing stuff for my mom's curriculum. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and then my next son, he's 17 and he's a senior this year. Um, he'll, he'll finish on time. And then my next son is 16. He's a junior. It's crazy to think I have a junior and senior and they're almost done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Only when homeschooling, it's weird. <laughs> um, and then I have a sixth grader and a seventh grader. Okay. My wow. two young, my youngest is a girl and then a boy. That's a lot. That is a lot. Wow. But it's been a fun ride. <laughs> yeah. It's been fun to see like how different their learning is for each one of them. Like, you know, you would think all the same family, all the same genes would be about the same learning, but it's totally oh, not. No. No. One is absolutely different. Yeah. yeah. When that and and, and it, it wasn't the reason my mom homeschooled, but that was one of the distinctive things that showed itself, even just with me and my two older brothers, completely yeah. different people, completely yeah. different uh, learning abilities and struggles. Um, yeah. And you've got six. So it, it yeah. six different human beings with all <laughs> yeah. you know, totally different personalities and strengths yeah. and weaknesses. Yeah. Some of them are driven to get it all done one day. Some of them are like, Let's wait until the last week, day of the week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so, cause you've gone through this process then you've really, cause part of what fascinates me is, is not only were you homeschooled and, 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 and are positive towards it, um, but you've then homeschooled kids all the way through now. Yeah. Are your kids, as far as you know, are they, I, I think probably I'm thinking more of the older two, maybe are they positive towards their homeschooling and spirits in general as well? Yeah, they loved it. That's yeah. so cool. I, I don't think there was even one point where they were like, mom, I really want to go to school, school. None of them have ever even asked me that. Okay. So I think they really enjoyed it. But I mean, we've always been very positive about it. My sisters and no, my sisters and I think one of my cousins homeschools. My brother would have, but his wife was not about it. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, they have cousins that went through the whole process too. And yeah, they all loved it. Yeah. And that's the, the only reason I ask that is because there's, there's always that, that sort of question of, yes, you can experience something and enjoy it. But then when you go to pass it on, yeah, it, it, does it end up turning out the same way? It's sort of like, uh, on a spiritual sense, you know, the grandparents can pour into their kids and, and then you can look at the kids and, and see how they're doing spiritually. Mm -hmm. But then when you see the, those parents pour into their kids, now the, the grandchildren and the, they're doing well, to me, that's just a neat sign of the way that that flowed down through the generations. Yeah. Yeah. And um, to me, that just speaks volumes about how your parents did it for you and about how you were doing it then for your own kids that, that they're not sort of recoiling in terror at the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I'm curious, and it's sort of a, it's connected, but it's sort of an off question. Did you, did you ever feel like as you were homeschooling your kids that you were like taking on a burden that was just too much as a mom? Or did you feel like 
the, the, what you were going to undertake with them was something that was okay for you to manage? I'm not going to lie. It's not easy. You know, it, it definitely does take a lot of your life. Um, but for me, it was such an important thing for me to do it and do a good job of it that I never felt like it was a burden. Okay. Um, but I did feel like it was a lot, yeah. <laughs> you know? especially as um, I got to the stage where all six of them were homeschooling at the same time. Yes. That, I mean, we would have everybody because when you have six kids, we have a big family. You can't just have them all in their own books. Yeah. Certain it's, it's impossible as a parent to do that. You, you would never do anything else besides grading. Yes. <laughs> wouldn't sleep, you wouldn't eat. Yeah. So um, the way I did it is su certain subjects were done as like a schoolhouse type yep. of a thing. So history, science, literature, um, I don't know. The math was always separate and spelling was always separate. Um, but those subjects, history, science and literature, we did as a group. So um, when you have six children <laughs> learning a subject all together, um, it's a little easier because then you, they're asking questions about that subject. Yeah. Right. Which is great. It's it's a good learning experience for them to all be learning that at the same time. But was difficult for me was when we were not in that like schoolhouse part of our schooling, when one person was doing math, the other person was doing spelling, the other person was doing something else. And you get like six different questions coming at you at the same time <laughs> from different subjects. Oh, yeah. That was hard for me to be like, OK, where are you at in the subject and what question are you asking? And then having to switch over to this subject which grade are you in and what's, you know, what is your question on what subject that was the most difficult for me to have to go from here to here, to here, to here, to here, when I wasn't doing a schoolhouse type subject. It, it's, <laughs> yeah, no, and it's funny too, because we're, we're doing something similar. Um, we're doing, I'm doing a history civics class and I'm doing a Bible class and I'm having all three kids go through the same thing, just like you described for that reason. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and and it's very heavily focused on discussion time that we get to do together. Mm, yeah. And my youngest is 10 and my oldest is just about to be 16. And it's so much fun to have the different ages in the yeah. group together to discuss it and um, the questions they come up with. And, and, and it sort of flies in the face of typical thinking because then, and, and I think this is kind of what you experienced, you can have incredible questions from a 10-year-old that affect uh -huh. the 15-year-old yeah, and, and vice versa. And I love that because it, it sort of recognizes, wow, we can stretch all of these kids in different ways yeah. and let them do this together. And it's some of the most fun times we have as a family is we all get together and have these, these discussions about what they're thinking and learning and the questions they have. And yeah, I, I love that. And it's for, for that same reason, how on earth can any parent have enough time uh, to go yeah. through each subject. And uh, by the time you finish answering one question, you got to start all over with the first question from the other kid on the other subject. And yeah, you would never get a break. So no, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. So that is so cool. That is very, very cool. When I, and especially because I mean, you'd mentioned that I think you'd mentioned um, you, you've been a single mom for a little while now. Yeah. So, uh, six years now. So you, you've been doing a lot of this in these later ages by yourself, which I think compounds to 
you, the amount of work you're doing, which is incredible that, so I'm impressed. I'm, it's, that's amazing. <laughs> what an incredible testimony to what you're yeah. doing for your kids. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Well, and I've also been blessed recently to be remarried. So I've had a oh, little bit of- Oh, okay. Congratulations. Less than a year. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> that's that's fascinating that when, and it's probably the same answer, I'm just thinking, he was willing to come into the family and and be fully engaged with the homeschooling process of the kids' lives and just jump right in and be a part of that. That yeah. is so cool. What an incredible blessing that is. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited for you. Thanks. I, what, one of the things that I'm becoming more aware of, um, I guess more of as, a, as a, a husband and father, is how important it is, if, if possible, for the fathers to be involved with the homeschooling process. Very much. And I think a, a lot of the times it's primarily the mother. And that makes sense because a lot of times the father is, he's gone a lot, he's working, he's caring mm -hmm. for the overall family. And as we've jumped back into homeschooling, that's one of the things that was really on my heart and mind was I think I think sometimes for the for the fathers, it's hard to re it's hard to believe that you're as important to mm. your kids, to your wife, and to the process as you really are. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times the they they feel like they don't necessarily know what to offer. They don't know how to do it, maybe. Um and it's just overwhelming. And it's mm -hmm. exhausting, you know, to, mm -hmm. to do it all. Um, but man, I, I, I wish that the men would understand how valuable that it is and how much yeah. that it, they're needed in any way they can participate, any yeah. way they can jump in and participate. Yeah. Even just supporting and encouraging the kids to, you know, keep on working. You know, if they see that, that they're distracted, be like, schoolwork time, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. even just something as simple as that is so valuable yeah. because- you know, as a parent of lots of kids, you can't keep track of all of them <laughs> at all times, you know, so you may be focusing on something else and some of the kids are off doing whatever, but you know, yeah, that support from the husband is very helpful. That is so neat. So have you been the, 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 the knitting nicely, the Etsy mm -hmm. stuff, are you doing anything else on the side besides that with your art or is that the primary Avenue. I know you mentioned you you've been doing you were doing some art, some sketches, some portraits, things like that. Um, yeah. I'm just shocked you you have time for any of that. But that's <laughs> that's sort of your something that you've been doing as a side business for. Yeah. You and, and actually, um, so shortly before I got a divorce, and that's a whole huge story on its own. And it was, um, let's just say he's in prison for the the rest of his life. So it was oh. not an easy divorce. I'm um, sorry. Yeah. So shortly before that happened, a friend of mine, just acquaintance, reached out to me seeing that I did knit because I did some knitting on the side at that point and not really a whole lot. But she, she knew that I knit and um, she asked if I would knit some outfits for her because she was a photographer. So she wanted some newborn outfits um, out of knitted material and so she's like can you make this item for me I was like yeah sure I can throw that together and she ended up starting to um, kind of guide me and um, get my name out to some of her photography friends okay. and um, show me different designs that she knew people who were in that business of photography would like for their newborns to be 
outfitted in. And, and so that's where knitting nicely actually started. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So I was actually knitting baby items at the beginning. And then I, I found that it was not the best business plan because knitting is a very slow process. Yes. And so the amount of money I would have to charge for each outfit was not going to, <laughs> it was not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so I transitioned into um, creating the knitting patterns so that it's, it's a digital download that people can just automatically download. And um, it's more of a pipeline thing. So once I create that pattern, that pattern can actually be downloaded an infinite number of times. So that was, that's how knitting nicely began, but it was not a support of my family at that point. So what happened, yeah, right after the divorce and all that, God brought a person in my Bible study at that point. Um, She said, have you ever heard of VIP kid? And I'm like, I don't know what that is. (laughs) And it, she goes, well, it's, it's, it's this online platform where you teach Chinese children how to speak English. And I thought at first, well, that's probably some kind of scam because I've never heard of that before, but I looked into it and it turns out it was legit. And so that's what I did for the first, I don't know, I think it was about four years. That's actually what supported me and my family. So I would get up really, really early in the morning and teach Chinese children how to speak English. And it worked with my homeschooling because just as I was finishing teaching Chinese children was when my kids would wake up and I would teach them homeschooling. Wow. How I made it. (laughs) That's incredible because you're, you're not teaching six kids. You're teaching dozens of kids for a much longer period of time now as well. Every single day. Yes. That's incredible. Grueling, but you know, I, I was very appreciative that God brought me that job and that he, um, part of his plan was that I did get my degree because even though it wasn't a teaching degree, it was a bachelor's degree. And that's what was required for that VIP kid job. If I hadn't had that bachelor's degree, I would not have been able to get that job. So, and plus when you teach Chinese children on this platform, you have to be very happy and smiling the entire time. So getting up there early in the morning and being (laughs) bright and cheery, You set that so coffee pot that for uh, self-brew at 4 a.m. and Right? Yes. <laughs> but it put me in the mindset and attitude of happiness, which set my the rest of my day up for mm. good attitude. So, because I'm not a morning person, but it, it really forced me to become a morning person. <laughs> wow. Okay. It, it's interesting because I see one of the first things on your Etsy site is mm-hmm. this uh, newborn knit lion costume. Yes, that is the one thing I still do. <laughs> I was I was wondering. It's interesting. Um, Matt and Jenny Chansey, they shared their stories in the book as well. And mm-hmm. Jenny uh, made um, uh, Elizabeth, Elizabethan era clothes, I think. Oh, fun. I think I've got the... I may have the period, the, the Jane Austen sort of period of time. Okay. And then she, she, same thing, she did the patterns and then she sells patterns and oh, same nice. sort of thing. So when you were talking about that, I was thinking, wow, that's similar to what Jenny chose yeah. to do. And she still got her stuff available and same thing, you know, instead of just making them for everybody, let's create the patterns and then sell the that's patterns right. and other people can learn how to do it. So it's very clever. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm always fascinated by the sort of the uh, business acumen and the creativity 
because you know people just they look at the world so differently so to look at the world and go you know what i can do this but i could do this and isn't that a better way to go and then to yeah. to then use that as something that supports you and the family that's to me that's yeah. always so fascinating to see so yeah <laughs> i love it i love it wow that's that's quite the story so uh yeah. Not not everything I expected, but I, I love that. You so only I've, got the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yeah, I there's always so much. That's part of the problem is there's there's so much to talk about. So um, if you are interested in the story, there was a book written about it. It's called um, Rescued for a Reason. It wasn't written from my perspective. It was actually written from um, victims perspective. But if you're interested, that's a really good book to read. It has a call to Christ at the end of it. Is this is this a book written about your story? It's a book written about the story of victims, which my husband was the perpetrator. Ex-husband. Oh. Okay. Yeah, because there's always this balance of, I don't want to push and pry too much. My natural personality is I love to have people share truth and mm -hmm. the depths of what they think and feel, because I think people don't get the opportunity to just share and talk about what yeah. they want to, but there's always yeah. that balance of, I don't want to pry and make people feel too uncomfortable. So I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, you know, but the, that might be the best way for people to do it real quick. What was the name of it again? Rescued for a reason. I don't remember this. the name of the author, but <clears throat> I'm sure if you Google that, you'll find it. Okay. And yep. actually my husband and I are planning on writing the story from my perspective as well. We're going to get in touch with a writer and see what we can come up with because it's quite a story. <laughs> yeah. And it would probably take a whole nother multiple round of podcasts to go through it. So I'll probably let people do <laughs> read the book or more importantly, what I'll probably ask is if you guys write the book, let me know. Okay. I would love to, cause that's, I think whatever, whatever that story is, there's power there that I think would be really neat. Yeah. Our main goal is, is for it to be a story of hope that, you know, no, no matter what you're going through, God is there to help you and to be right next to you. And yeah, your support, because that's how he was with me and with my husband now. So, because he went through a lot of stuff too. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to check that out because that now I'm really intrigued. Like I said, I, I intentionally don't find anything out because I want to genuinely hear about these things the first time yeah. in my time with each person. So That's cool. I'm really intrigued. I'm going to go, I'm going to go check this out. So yeah, it's a good read. And well, I especially I, it's Christ centered because yeah. the, the victims were Christians and, hmm. or they are Christians, I should say. And so um, that was the reason for their writing the book is that they wanted to help other people see that Christ is there. He's there to help you. So, what a testimony! Yeah. It, are, and maybe this is slightly off topic, but you are your your kids. No, what am I trying to ask? Um, are they deal, they're dealing with the ramifications of whatever happened? I'm sure, but has this messed them up in a way that is now adding to the family dynamic? So when it first happened, <clears throat> they all was this word, obviously devastated. I mean, it was really bad. Um, we actually lived with my parents for six months. Okay. And 
I had to find a place to live because obviously I'm not going to live with six kids at my parents' house. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and I was at the point, you know, I was sort of a zombie for a few months, couldn't really function, but um, I eventually figured out we have the house that we're in right now is a house that my ex and I had bought right before we got married and lived in for a few years and we never sold it. We actually rented it for a while. And then I thought it was still being rented, but it wasn't, it was completely demolished inside. Hmm. And so I decided that I'm going to fix it up and move my kids back here, um, which was difficult. And for many reasons, it's a small town and everybody talks. And um, at first my dad was like, no, you are not living there because it was basically demolished house. It was, the inside was gutted. Um, but I was like, there's, this is the only way I can't afford an apartment with six kids. I can't afford anything else. And this house I'll be able to afford the mortgage if they do a hardship, which they did. So <clears throat> I got in here and God provided so many different people to help me. Um, they put the basement in, they put drywall in, they put plumbing, they put the heater in, you know, just, all kinds of stuff that I didn't have the skill for electricity. He brought people into my life that donated their time and their money to help wow. me fix that. Um, but as far as homeschooling, obviously I'm spending most of my time here fixing this place up for a place to live. My mom took on homeschooling for me for that six month period. And she actually, um, did not teach some of the subjects she taught like the core subjects like math or reading um there was one other subject she thought that they definitely need to keep up but it was mainly math and um she kind of had to reteach them um how to do homeschooling it was at the point where i got a divorce the marriage was really bad and the kids were not doing well I had given the, the subject of math to him to teach the kids and I thought that he was teaching it trusting that he was and he wasn't he was just kind of sleeping while they were in his office supposedly oh. doing it. so she had to kind of retrain them on you know this is how you do math um, I'm very thankful that she took that time while I was fixing this house up and kind of figuring my life out <laughs> you know um to help out with the kids and do that homeschooling for me for those six months. So that when I came back here with all of the kids and moved them to here, we were able to pick up where we left off. And um, they're actually all on track, except for my oldest son. He's still a little bit behind, but they're all on track for the subjects and grades that they should be in according to their age. So it's, it's miraculous really. And they're all doing really well with, you know, dealing with that trauma. So that's incredible. That's yeah, really, I'm really incredible. I, I actually give all the praise to God for it because I hear of other people going through stuff like this and their lives are completely devastated and they're just never able to get back up on their feet and their kids are, you know, off doing other things. And, but my kids are all okay. They're all doing really well. So your your uh your parents are local with you guys. Yeah, they live just about twenty minutes away from us. 
Okay. I, I, from what I was hearing, the stability of having them around was probably one of the big things that helps the kids, especially that they had other family around to help care and yes, and and comfort and just be a presence for yes. the time they were going through. Absolutely. Everything. And you know, homeschooling. The fact that I was homeschooled, we through that homeschooling built a very very close knit family with me and my parents and my siblings. I think that's a huge thing as far as that support system when I had to go through all this. I don't know if we would have had that closeness that they would have been willing to let us live there for that long. Six kids is not, you know, once you're retired, <laughs> you're ready for quiet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let let the grandkids come over for a couple of hours and then hours please and take them home. away because we need an hour. <laughs> Yes, yeah. we we understand that. <laughs> yes, very much so. You grateful for the time that the grandparents take for, for them, but yes, it's a lot. It's a lot. It is, especially it when is. they're younger. But right, actually, I take that back because when they get older, it just changes. They want to go fishing and they want to go do these other things <laughs> with right. their grandpa, and and so uh, <laughs> it, it it's still exhausting, I'm sure. But I'm just I'm blown away that you you guys went through so much and you're doing so well, and that. You've not only endured, but you're thriving. That's incredible to me. You know that that you can have a story that has you know, things that nobody would expect, and then you think maybe there's a conclusion, but it, and then God does something that changes what you thought maybe could be a conclusion and does something incredible and miraculous. So um, I'm I'm really blown and that's away. one of the things that I was really so appreciative about the that, that VIP kid job. Is because yeah. I knew I needed to find some source of income, but I didn't know how that was going to work with homeschooling. Because if I had to be gone during the day, right? How are my kids going to be able to be homeschooled? I would have had to send them away to, to you know private school or public school. We actually live right across the street from the school in, in our town. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> but that was a very very important thing for me, even as a single parent, to continue being able to homeschool them. And so when that job popped up and, you know, God provided it for me, I found out later that only 2% of the people who applied for that job actually didn't get it. So it was a God thing for sure. Yeah. Um, and I was just so happy. I was still able to homeschool. That was a huge thing for me to be able to keep homeschooling. I'm, wor I'm working on an article right now. And, and one of the, one of the points of the article is just this realization of how, how much God's grace is at work and we forget sometimes how attentive it is and that when we're raising our kids, especially, I think there's, there can be this sense of all of this is on me, all of the burden of it, um, all of the right decisions, everything is on me. And if I mess up, I'm going to mess up my kids. And, mm -hmm. and if I make a mistake, Oh my gosh, I made a mistake and I can't go back and fix that one. I hope I don't, you know, and, yeah. and, and this pressure that almost like you, you have to figure out the right way to parent each kid. Mm -hmm. And if, and if you don't do it, well, you know, let's see what happens. I don't know. Cross mm -hmm. your fingers instead of, you know what? I think God is so much more attentive and aware to yeah. not just the circumstance, but to each kid individually and I think we as parents sometimes take on way too much of that burden, thinking that it's on our shoulders. When yeah. I think, in fact, God all the time, 
is 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 so far ahead of us in every single way right. that we will make mistakes and that's okay because God already is aware and he's got a myriad of ways that he's going to work and take mm-hmm. care of it because mm-hmm. we're just, we're, we're broken, flawed human beings. We're going to make mistakes. And instead of yeah. going, oh my gosh, I made a mistake. We can go, you know what? Yeah, I made mistakes, but that's totally okay. Because what God is going to do for my kids and for me is so far beyond what I can imagine anyways. It's right. okay. Not like I'm going to try to be lazy, but right. it's okay. And I think yeah. what I'm hearing from your story, and this is part of what reminds me of this, is that this is just one more testimony of the fact that like, God was totally aware and and ready to fill in every step. And he will for all of your kids in yeah. spite of what they've gone through. And yeah. through other people, it may be through other circumstances, who knows? But there's no question that he's he's got those things in our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that is one of the greatest, um, I think, things that brings peace as a parent to go, Absolutely. you know, it's okay. We're yeah. going to do the best we can and whatever comes along, it's okay. Cause God is going to work no matter what. So, right. so I, I just, I hear that coming out of your story. So that's the only reason I'm bringing <laughs> all that up. So awesome. Yeah. Well, Danya, I'm going to let you go primarily because I've already kept you quite a while. And <laughs> so- um, I really appreciate, uh, this is exactly what I want to hear is I want people to hear the authenticity of life, that life is not um, and homeschooling itself, it, there's ups and downs. Uh, yeah. There's good. There's tough things, and and life can life can be really really rough sometimes. And mm-hmm. the goal is really for people to hear these stories authentically. And I think a lot of people find that encouraging because there's a lot of people out there that are struggling either just to just to hang on with the kids they've got and just to yeah. go through or who knows. But um. I just find that these stories are just connecting with people and bringing a lot of encouragement. And so I'm really grateful for what you have shared and, and, and I'm excited to hear how it impacts people. So. Well, I'm honored to be on your program and <laughs> help encourage people. But yeah, God is there. He's right there with you. He sees everything that you're going through and knows the right things to help you along. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> well, thank you again. Uh, tell your family, thank you for letting me steal time because I know I'm <laughs> taking time away from all of them too. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay, you too.